This podcast is presented by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at www.uctv.tv. Enjoy the presentation. Dunya Mikhail was born in 1965. She speaks and writes in Arabic, Aramaic, and English. She's published four books in Arabic, as well as a lyrical multi-genre text, The Diary of a Wave Outside the Sea. Uh, her book in English translation, War Works Hard, with translation by Elizabeth Winlow, is published by New Directions Press and was nominated for, uh, shortlisted for the Griffin Prize, which is a prize given by a Canadian foundation to the best uh, book in English translated or spoken in uh, translated or original in English any year. So it was it was selected as one of the five best books in the English language last year, and it's um, it's an extraordinarily arresting piece of work. Dunya received the UN Human Rights Award for Freedom of Writing in 2001. Um, she had to leave. Uh, Iraq and is now living in in Detroit because we're writing. She's not only a gifted artist, she's a brave and committed person. We're very lucky to have her in Berkeley today. Please welcome Dunya Mikhail. I hope you'll not be uh, really distracted by my heavy accent. As uh, Robert said, this is my third language I'm reading in, so please be patient with me. A Second Life. This is translated, by the way, by Khaled Mutawa and uh, Jeffrey Young. After this life, we need a second life to apply what we learned in the first. We commit one error after another. We need a second life to contemplate the first. We marry and divorce. We need a second life to make the right choice. We need time to finish our prison sentences and then live free in the second life. Loaded with experience, we need a second life for understanding. We need time to learn a new language and a second life to practice it and use it well. We write poetry and move on. We need a second life to know what the critics thought of us. Pain requires time to dissipate. We need a second life to learn how to live without pain. كم هي مجدة الحرب ونشطة وبارعة منذ الصباح الباكر. تبعث سيارات إسعاف إلى مختلف الأمكنة تؤرجح جثثا في الهواء تزحلق نقالات إلى الجرحى تستدعي مطرا من عيون الأمهات The war works hard How magnificent the war is How eager and efficient Early in the morning it wakes up the sirens and dispatches ambulances to various places, swings corpses through the air, rolls stretchers to the wounded, summons rain from the eyes of mothers, digs into the earth, dislodging many things from under the ruins, 
Some are lifeless and glistening. Others are pale and still throbbing. It produces the most questions in the minds of children, entertains the gods by shooting fireworks and missiles into the sky, sows mines in the fields and reaps punctures and blisters, urges families to immigrate, stands beside, beside the clergymen as they curse the devil. Poor devil, he remains with one hand in the searing fire. The war continues working day and night. It inspires tyrants to deliver long speeches, awards medals to generals and themes to poets. It contributes to the industry of artificial limbs, provides food for flies, adds pages to the history books, achieves equality between killer and killed, teaches lovers to write letters, accustoms young women to waiting, fills the newspapers with articles and pictures, builds new houses for the orphans, invigorates the coffin makers, gives grave diggers a pat on the back, and paints a smile on the leader's face. The war works with unparalleled diligence, yet no one gives it a word of praise. The theory of absence. The hypothesis. I'm tense and so are you. We neither meet nor separate. The desired result, we meet in the absence. The proof. As tension turns people into arcs, we are two arcs. We neither meet nor separate. The hypothesis. So we must be parallel. If two parallel lines are bisected by a third line, in this case the line of tension, their corresponding angles must be equal, a geometrical theorem. So we are congruent, because shapes are congruent when their angles are equal, and we form a circle, since the sum of two congruent arcs is a circle. Therefore, we meet in the absence, since the circumference of a circle is the sum of contiguous points which can each be considered a point of contact. America. Please do not, do not, do not ask me, America. I don't remember on which street, with whom, or under which star. Do not, do not, do not, Ask me, I don't remember the colors of the people or their signatures. I don't remember if they had our faces and our dreams, if they were singing or not, writing from the left or the right, or not writing at all, sleeping in houses, on sidewalks, or in airports, making love or not making love. Please do not... Do not ask me, America. I don't remember their names or their birthplaces. People are grass. They grow everywhere, America. Do not, do not, do not ask me. I don't remember what time it was, what the weather was like, which language or which flag. 
do not, do not, do not ask me, I don't remember how long they walked under the sun or how many died. I don't remember the shapes of the boats or the number of stops, how many suitcases they carried or left behind. If they came complaining or without complaint, stop your questioning, America, and offer your hand to the tired on the other shore. Offer it without questions or waiting lists. Who said that the sky would lose all of its stars if night passed without answers? America, leave your questionnaires to the river and leave me to my lover. It has been a long time. We are two distant rippling shores and the river wriggles between us like a well-cooked fish. It has been a long time, America, longer than the stories of my grandmother in the evening. And we are waiting for the signal to throw our shell in the river. We know that the river is full of shells. This last one wouldn't matter, yet it matters to the shell. Why do you ask all these questions? You want our fingerprints in all languages, and I have become old, older than my father. He used to tell me in the evenings, when no trains ran, one day we will go to America. One day we will go and sing a song, translated or not translated, at the Statue of Liberty. And now, America, now, I came to you without my father. The dead ripen faster than Indian figs, but they never grow older, America. They come in shifts of shadow and light in our dreams and as shooting stars or curve in rainbows over the houses we left behind. They sometimes get angry if we keep them waiting long. What time is it now? I'm afraid I will receive your registered mail, America, in this hour, which is good for nothing. So I will toy with freedom, like teasing a pet cat. I wouldn't know what else to do with it in this hour, which is good for nothing. And my sweetheart there on the opposite shore of the river carries a flower for me. And I, as you know, dislike faded flowers. I do like my sweetheart's handwriting shining each day in the mail. I salvage it from among the flyers and a special offer, buy one and get one free, and an urgent promotional announcement, win a million dollars if you subscribe to this magazine, and bills to be paid in monthly installments. I like my sweetheart's handwriting, though it gets shakier every day. We have a single picture, just one picture, America. I want it, I want that moment, forever out of reach. And the picture which I know from each, every angle, the circular moment of sky. Imagine, America, if one of us drops out of the picture and leaves the album full of loneliness, or if life becomes a camera without film. Imagine America without a frame, the night will take us. Tomorrow, darling, tomorrow, the night will take us without a frame. We will shake the museums forever from their sleep, 
fix our broken clocks so we will tick in the public squares whenever the train passes us by. Tomorrow, darling, tomorrow, we will bloom two leaves of a tree. We will try not to be too graceful and green. And in time, we will tumble down like dancers taken by the wind to the places whose names we will have forgotten. We will be glad for the sake of turtles because they persist along their way. Tomorrow, darling, tomorrow, I'll look at your eyes to see your new wrinkles, the lines of our future dreams as you braid my gray hair under under rain or sun or moon. Every hair will know that nothing happens twice. Every kiss a country with a history, a geography and a language, with joy and sadness, with war and ruins and holidays and ticking clocks. And when the pain in your neck returns, darling, you will not have time to complain and won't be concerned. The pain will remain inside us, coy as snow that won't melt. Tomorrow, darling, tomorrow, two rings will jingle in the wooden box. They have been shining for a long time on two trembling hands entangled by the absence. Tomorrow, the whiteness will expose all its colors as we celebrate the return of what was lost or concealed in the whiteness. How should I know, America, which of the colors was the most joyful, tumultuous, alienated, or assimilated of them all? How would I know, America? صانع أحذية ماهر طوال عمره يدق المسامير يسوي الجلود لمختلف الأقدام أقدام تغادر أقدام تركل أقدام تغوص أقدام تتبح أقدام تركض أقدام تدوس أقدام تتهاوى أقدام تقفز أقدام تزل أقدام لا تتحرك أقدام ترتجف أقدام ترقص أقدام تعود أقدام الحياة حفنة مسامير بيد صانع أحذية That was a shoemaker A skillful shoemaker Throughout his life has pounded the nails and soothed the leather for a variety of feet. Feet that flee, feet that kick, feet that plunge, feet that pursue, feet that run, feet that trample, feet that collapse, feet that jump, feet that trip, feet that are still, feet that tremble. Feet that dance, feet that return. Life is a handful of nails in the hand of a shoemaker. 
Iraqis and other monsters. They are scary beings. They have dark dangling heads. They roam the desert in bulls and lion skins. Their wide eyes glitter with swords. They rub their mustaches when they promise or threaten or flirt. From their giant noses, lot of smoke pours out and rises to the sky. They shake the earth with such strength the dead wake up. They live in darkness with no water and electricity. Dust is their food and clay is their bread. They don't sleep or rest. They have weird habits. The Sunni keep saying that the Shia have tails. The Shia carry keys of heaven in their pockets in case they suddenly die. The Kurds go to the mountain when they fight and when they dance the Dabka. The Chaldeans follow the stars to make decisions. The Assyrians put feathers on their heads to prove they've defeated the eagle. The Armenians throw themselves into the river when they get annoyed. The Turkmen keep looking up to the Sultan's upper door. The Yazidis respect the devil. The Mendais celebrate festivals by staying three days at home. Iraqis and other monsters at sunset, whenever guns are silent, take their harps out of boxes and play for the missing ones and all of them cry until morning. Some poems of China and Hong Kong, away from Iraq, um, I'll read one part, there are four parts, I'll read one in Arabic and some, maybe two in English. Zuhurun fi kulli makan, fi zakharif al-suhuni wal-asawar, wa min fadati al-dukhan, fi arbitati al-unq al-haririyati, في حواشي المعاطف في السجاد في الجدران في وجبات الطعام في اللوحات في الكلام وفي قدح الشاي زهور تفوح برائحة سمك زهور تنطلق ضحكات خجولة من الأفواه زهور تلمع في العيون زهور تتمايل في يديها زهور تتراكم إلى بوذا وهو جالس زهرة لوتس يدل إلى الطريق في هونغ كونغ flowers everywhere, on porcelain motifs, on bracelets, on ashtrays, on silken cravats, on hems of coats, on carpets, on walls, in meals, in paintings, in speeches, in tea glasses, flowers redolent of fish, flowers uttered from mouths with coy laughter, flowers twinkling in the eyes, Flowers swaying in her hands, flowers gathering for Buddha as he sits, a lotus ushering the way in Hong Kong. Another one to Yan Ren. On the first morning of the new year, all of us will gaze at the same sun. My friends in Iraq, busy with the Americans and their tanks, and my American neighbors busy with the Iraqis and their problems, and people in China busy with their own business, and all of you 
wherever you are, all of us will gaze at the same sun. Inanna. Uh, Inanna, by the way, is a goddess, Iraqi goddess uh, of uh, war and love. I'm Inanna, and this is my city, and this is our meeting, round, red, and full. Here, some time ago, someone was asking for help shortly before his death. Houses were still here with their roofs, people, and noise. Palm trees were about to whisper something to me before they were beheaded like some foreigners in my country. I see my old neighbors on the TV running from bombs, sirens, and Abu Tubar. I see my new neighbors on the sidewalks running for their morning exercises. I'm here thinking of the relationship between the mouse and the computer. I search you in the internet. I distinguish you, grave by grave, skull by skull, bone by bone. I see you in my dreams. I see the antiquities scattered and broken in the museum. My necklaces are among them. I yell at you. Behave, you sons of the dead. Stop fighting over my clothes and gold. How you disturb my sleep and frighten a flock of kisses out of my nation. You planted pomegranates and prisons, round, red, and full. These are your holes in my robe, and this is our meeting. The prisoner. She doesn't understand what it means to be guilty. She waits at the prison entrance until she sees him to say, take care of yourself, as she always used to remind him when he went off to school, when he left for work, when he returned while on vacation. She doesn't understand what they are saying now at the back of the podium in their official uniforms. They report that he should be kept there with lonely strangers. It never occurred to her as she sang lullabies on his bed in those distant days. Someday he would end up in this cold place without windows or moons. She doesn't understand. The prisoner's mother doesn't understand why she should leave him just because the visit is over. To any other place. With her unkempt hair and her repugnant smell and her fleeing children, the red mother sat face to face with the brown mother. And the third, the wordless conversation. The red mother said, how much I hate you. Your beginning is my end. The brown mother said, your sons, the battles, shatter the glass of our windows and terrify my sleeping daughters. The red mother, I want firewood, firewood. I want to feed my sons. I want them to grow up and devour your daughters the peace. The brown mother, I raise my daughters for roses and you raise your sons for ashes. The fire breaks out and the dancing will start around it. The fire is not satisfied and the dance doesn't end. The red mother, let us celebrate every year the steps which have diminished 
and the pairs of shoes that remain there in the mud. The brown mother, this this rhythm doesn't please me, and these drums make the din of emptiness. I want to move my daughters to another place, to any other place. The cup. The woman turned the cup upside down among the letters. She extinguished the lights except one candle and placed her finger on the cup and repeated words like an incantation. Oh, spirit, if you are present, say yes. And then the cup moved to the right for yes. The woman said, are you truly my husband, the martyr? The cup moved to the right for yes. She said, why did you leave me so soon? The cup moved to the letters. It was not in my hands. She said, why didn't you escape? The cup moved to the letters. I escaped. She said, then how were you killed? The cup moved from behind. She said, and what will I do now with all this loneliness? The cup did not move. She said, do you love me? The cup moved to the right for yes. She said, can I make you stay here? The cup moved to the left for no. She said, can I come with you? The cup moved to the left. She said, will our lives change? The cup moved to the right. She said, when? The cup moved 1996. Obviously, this was written before. She said, are you at peace? The cup moved reluctantly to yes. She said, what should I do? The cup moved, escape. She said, to where? The cup did not move. She said, will we experience more misfortune? The cup did not move. She said, what do you want me to do? The cup moved to a meaningless sentence. She said, are you tired of my questions? The cup moved to the left. She said, can I ask more? The cup did not move. After a silence, she mumbled, Oh, spirit, go in peace. She turned the cup over and blew out the candle. Her son was in the garden catching insects with a helmet full of falls. Pronouns. He plays a train. She plays a whistle. They move away. He plays a rope. She plays a tree. They swing. He plays a dream. She plays a feather. They fly. He plays a general. She plays people. They declare war. Travel agency. A pile of travelers is on the table. Tomorrow their planes will take off and dot the sky with silver and descend like evening on the cities. Mr. George says that his beloved no longer smiles at him. He wants to travel directly to Rome to dig a grave there like her smile. But not all roads lead to Rome, I remind him, and hand him a ticket for one. He wants to sit by the window to be sure that the sky is the same everywhere. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast from University of California Television. 
For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at www.uctv.tv. Thank you for listening.